psychology of government policy related to COVID-19. This is in the Daily Mail. The covert tactics used to scare Britons into staying at home. How sage document called for an increase in perceived threat of COVID using hard-hitting emotional messages. The document presented to Sage called for an increase in the perceived threat of COVID using heart-hitting emotional messages reports claimed today. Psychologists have accused Downing Street of using covert psychological strategies to emphasise the threat from COVID-19 without contextualising the risks, the Telegraph reported. There is no virus, so there is no risk. But even if you believe the virus exists, the infection to fatality ratio is believed to be at 0.23%. It was said this created a state of heightened anxiety, adding many people became too frightened to attend hospital. Even if you believe the virus exists, the infection to fatality ratio is believed to be at 0.23%. Experts fear Britons have been the subject of an experiment in the use of tactics which operate below their level of awareness, it was said subconscious and that's definitely the case because when you look at the policies the government have imposed that people are told they have to follow like lockdown and masks etc and other policies that they've imposed people look at them and say oh this is ridiculous why do we have to do this it doesn't make sense but people still do it then that is affecting people on a subconscious level and it's chipping away at their self-respect because if they'll do something they can see doesn't make any sense just because they're told to then the government is manufacturing compliance in that way because then they'll do anything the article says they have now made a formal complaint to an organization which will rule on whether government advisors are guilty of a breach of ethics well the government don't have any ethics so they're not exactly breaching their own ethics a breach of ethics in general though just a little bit yeah Downing Street denies this, claiming it simply presented the facts. Well, they've also been caught out in the media, manipulating figures. Complainants point to a document handed to the Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies, SAGE, last March when the pandemic began to rapidly go in Britain, according to a test which can't test for the virus, as I talk about in episode 76. The paper, written by a scientific pandemic influenza group on behaviour, said a substantial number of people still do not feel sufficiently personally threatened it could be that they are reassured by the low death rate in their demographic group although levels of concern may be rising the perceived level of personal threat needs to be increased among those who are complacent using hard-hitting emotional messaging to be effective this must also empower people by making clear the actions they can take to reduce the threat the document seen by the telegraph allegedly then gave 14 options for improving compliance including use media to increase sense of personal threat which they said would be highly effective but runs the risk of negative side effects they've definitely done that and if the media had done proper journalism over the course of this pandemic hoax then there would be no pandemic hoax sage members have since claimed the british public have been subjected to an unevaluated psychological experiment without being told what that is what's happening. They added that spy B reports are often not challenged by SAGE because many of those involved are not very well equipped to evaluate it. When someone from spy B is saying we need to wrap up the fear and keep it wrapped up, there was not much questioning of that at the beginning and most of the questioning came from external sources, not from within. Spy B is described as providing behavioural science advice aimed at anticipating and helping people adhere to interventions that are recommended by medical or epidemiological experts. Exactly, because this is a psychological operation. The woman in Britain who 
suggested mass in public places is a woman called Susan Mikey, who is a psychologist. She's not a health expert, she's not a virologist, she's not an epidemiologist, she's psychologist because this is a psychological operation. I talk about that in episode 73, that episode's called PSYOP. Spybee presents independent expert behavioural science advice to SAGE. It is said Spybee has drawn advice from behavioural scientists, health and social psychologists, anthropologists and historians in their response to the COVID-19 pandemic. What's that got to do with protecting from a virus? It's a psychological operation, so in that way, those people are perfect for that. Last November, Sir Patrick Valance admitted he had regrets over frightening people. Bollocks. If he had regrets, he would have done it in the first place. With a doomsday dossier that forecasted as many as 4,000 COVID-19 deaths a day every winter was used to justify a second national lockdown, and that's why he did it. Number 10's top scientific advisor made the comments alongside Professor Chris Whitty, England's chief medical officer after the power hauled before MPs to defend Sage's modelling that also predicted hospitals would be overrun with virus patients by the end of this month. During the grilling by members of the House Common Science and Technology Committee, Labour MP Graham Stringer asked Patrick if he believed he had frightened people with the bleak death state to present it during Saturday night's press briefing. Of course he does, that's, that's the point. The chief scientific advisor said, I hope not, and that's certainly not the aim. I think I positioned that as a scenario from a couple of weeks ago based on an assumption trying to get a new reasonable worst-case scenario, and if that did not come across, then I regret that. Defending the dossier, he added, those figures were ones done by major academic groups based on those assumptions and in the spirit of trying to make sure that things were shared and open, there are the things that we have seen in the data so far, and it's important, and I think people see that. But what academic groups? Who are they? Who are they peopled by? And what connections do they have? People don't ask these questions. Therefore, the media don't ask those questions. And vice versa. Professor Whitty conceded that the 4,000 daily deaths prediction was unlikely to come true because the modelling was a worst-case scenario based on a situation where no extra measures were brought in. Didn't say that at the time. He told MPs all of us would say that rates would probably be lower than top peak of 4,000. Professor Whitty added that a figure of around a thousand deaths a day was entirely realistic without tougher action. Without tougher action. The government told the Telegraph it has set out clear instructions to the British people as our approach and knowledge of the virus has developed. A spokesman added, we are clear we want this lockdown to be the last and are easing restrictions in a way that this course isn't guided by the data. But it's guided by manipulated data from people, often with connections to Bill Gates and psychological operation. It's designed to scare people. Uh, there's also another organisation called the Behavioural Insights Team, which is connected to the British Cabinet Office. And if you have a real pandemic, you don't need to work out how to frighten people because the fact that there is a deadly virus would be patently obvious. You don't need org- psychological organisations looking at how people will respond because it would be obvious there's a deadly pandemic outside of the media. And if you combine the psychological side of this and the government statements and manipulation of data with the test that can't test for the virus, which gives false positives every time, as I explain in episode 76, then you've got the pandemic hoax up and running, just those two things. And you've got Bill Gates, who's fundamentally central to this whole pandemic hoax globally. 
with connections to people like Witty and Valance and Fauci and Brooks in America and Neil Ferguson at Imperial College London and Oxford University and Manchester University and other organisations and people around the world. And owns the World Health Organisation, funds the BBC through BBC Media Action. And that's admittedly gone. If you type in Bill Gates, BBC Media Action, you'll find that he the funds the BBC. They admit that on their website. You've got everything you need. You don't need... Some people say, oh, they've released a virus. They've released a bioweapon. Well, first of all, show me the number of dead people. Show me the infection to fatality ratio that there would be with that. When it's 0.23%, apparently. It was 0.26% at one point. It's even lower now. And every positive case without symptoms means that drops even more. So, so it's actually a positive thing, even though the media spun it as something to be frightened of. But this is how you create your fake pandemic. You don't actually need to release a virus. You just need control of the sources of information and what information is communicated. Everything you need to create a false pandemic that seems every bit as real as a real one. As time goes on, because of lack of treatment and consultation and appointments which were cancelled, which would have taken place without the hoax, there will be lots of people dying of other causes just because they've not been able to get any advice or treatment for them and lockdowns have killed as we know a lot of people and you've got suicides as well as a result of lockdowns which were enacted because of this psychological manipulation so at no point during this do you need a real virus people say well they we've seen images of the virus they've shown photos of the virus while i talk in episode i uploaded a video today as i record this called cellular breakdown in which i talk about the cell culture technique and if you combine that with the previous video i uploaded paper talk then that basically takes apart the scientific hoax that's been perpetrated on the human race since 2020 we're actually going back longer than that but in terms of covid19 2020 and that explains as well as other things where these images come from so you've got everything you need to create a fake pandemic you don't need them. Someone said to me they think the virus was released to as a bioweapon to kill off old people. But old people have been being killed anyway through do not resuscitate forms, through lack of treatment, through the way they've been treated in care homes. But yeah, old people have been targeted. Absolutely, there is there has been a psychological manipulation. And those old people have been exploited at the same time by saying you need to stay home and wear a mask, otherwise you could kill granny when elderly people are being killed anyway this is the the contradictory psychological hoax that's been played now this is what this cult does this global cult that i talk about i talk about part of this cult in episode 59 part 2 but this cult also comprises what people call the elite or the one percent or less than one percent as i would call it they control the deep state and one of the techniques they use all the time is they focus on a group or they encourage people to focus on a group that are vulnerable or claim to be vulnerable. Now, elderly people are vulnerable. Not all of them mind. There's a lot of intelligent, healthy, strong, active elderly people. But they take a group that are claimed to be vulnerable and then they set up organizations and through the media, which they control in, in other ways, they claim to speak for them. Government claims to be implementing policy to their benefit. 
when it's actually exploiting them. And that's what we've seen. They do it with elderly people. They do it with black people through Black Lives Matter. They do it with Jewish people. They've done it with Jewish people for decades in ways that I've described before. This exploitation technique is a classic technique of this cult and their psychological manipulation. Episode 72, I talk about what's been going on with elderly people in care homes and the enormous scale of death and destruction and suffering these characters and their like around the world and the politicians like Johnson and Hancock and Trump in America and others around the world now Biden as Biden's president or Kamala Harris is because Biden's just front person Harris is the real president Biden's cognitive decline is more evident by the day Harris is the real president I mean this is like when you had Reagan Bush Reagan had cognitive problems towards the end of his reign and Bush was, well, Bush was the real president anyway, but especially at that time. So in America now, we are going to see COVID fascism go into overdrive. It's already started to an extent. I've talked before about how the apparently liberal left, the fake liberal left, are actually tyrannical, far more than the right in politics. And that's going to become evident with COVID fascism's Harris's presidency plays out. America now has their first female president, which is an achievement, I guess, although a tyrannical presidency at that. But the death, destruction and suffering these politicians and advisors around the world have caused, they must be subject to Nuremberg type trials for a start. People need to start looking at legal redress and legal approaches to this and citizens' arrests of these people when they're out in public because the only other option is to sit around and that's not going to get us anywhere except in an even worse situation. Everyone you see, or even half, three quarters of people who could see the scam, refused to comply with it, then it would all be over. People have the power, they just need to use it. 